Good morning, podcast. Welcome to the Pierre Tillambit Show. You are on the best podcast on planet Earth for photographers, videographers, and creators in general. All right. So what's on the program for today? Well, today we've got two special guests. Yes, two, not just one. We've got Beatrice and Jeremy from The Quirky. And let me tell you before we dive right into it that this podcast is great because we're going to be talking about a topic that we haven't talked about before. And this topic is simply working with people. You know, posing people, having them be playful on video and look natural, all that. Well, this podcast is going to be awesome if you're interested in that topic because Beatrice and Jeremy are really good at that and they're going to share all their secrets with us. But on top of that, we will also dig into their story. How did Beatrice and Jeremy become wedding photographers and videographers? On top of that, oh, we're going to talk about something else, guys, I forgot, which is why they shoot with only prime lenses. Some of you might be surprised, some of you might think that it's totally normal. You'll see, I love their philosophy around that and what they think about using prime lenses. Last but not least, we will talk about creativity and how they kind of go on their own to find new conceptual shoots and how do they approach uh, trying new ideas with current clients. So if you're ready, let's get started. But before, please, if you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you share it with your friends and your family and your clubs and your co-workers, your dog, everyone around you. Maybe tag me in your Instagram stories, take a screenshot and share it with your friends. All right, let's get started. Let's welcome Beatrice and Jeremy. Welcome to the podcast, Beatrice and Jeremy. Hi. Hi. All right, guys. So today I have with me Beatrice and Jeremy, aka The Quirky. Um, guys, I would love for you to give us a little bit of context as to who you are, where you come from, what you're doing right now. Are you having coffee? Are you sitting at home? What is up with you? Tell us everything. <laughs> okay. So first of all, thank you to welcome us on your podcast. Thank you very much to let us talk about everything we're going to talk. I don't know yet what we're going to talk, but thank you very much, Pierre. And uh, so I'm Jeremy. I'm the videographer from The Quirky, and we are two, and there is... Beatrice. So yeah, I'm, I'm, the, video, I'm the photographer, <laughs> not the videographer. Um, and yeah, and so we are, we are a team. And we are mainly do uh, weddings. So yeah, and we mainly do weddings, maybe... Um, most of the time out of France, you know, with destination weddings. Oh, destination weddings. Nice. And where are you based uh, most of the time? Are you based in France? Yeah, we're, we're living in southwest of France in a city called Bordeaux. Maybe you know him because of the wine. Yes. The red wine. I, think, I think everyone knows Bordeaux <laughs> just because of the wine. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're living in this beautiful city uh, all, all year long. But the thing is, I think we're living there half the year yeah and half of the year we are abroad oh um, good that's yeah. pretty good yeah and to talk a bit about more a bit more about bordeaux it's like the west coast it's the west the french west coast but it's like the the, um, the US, us west coast? west coast and it's you know there is the sea uh, it's like uh, it's really chill place yeah and so it's the same state of mind like west u.s west coast oh it's like california yeah <laughs> that's yeah. awesome the french california yeah i like the french california yeah 
That's so cool. All right, so today we've got a lot of people listening who, who are into photography, videography, obviously, and I think we have a bunch of topics we can, we can talk about together, and we have a bunch of questions from Instagram, and I'm very excited about that because um, the first time I met you guys, or I, I heard about you, was actually at Photokina when yeah. I was on a Sony stand, and I was just walking around, and I saw one of your a frame one of your photo that was uh, printed and and just exposed there and i looked at it i was like oh that looks cool uh and then i, I obviously i pulled up instagram looked up who you are dropped your dm said hi and that's how it got started and then i met you back in france so if you wanted context guys this is how we met um uh, it's always a little bit weird uh in the sense that i don't know people but i just dm them randomly i think you you shouldn't be afraid social media is like bumping into so someone and saying hi and today we're on the podcast so i'm pretty excited about that guys yeah that that, that was very fun and and yeah we we were supposed to be there at photokina but finally we were not so thanks to you we had some pretty nice photos of our of prints of our frames in Photokina, so thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's always good. I mean, it's... So, if you don't have contacts, Beatrice and Jeremy, they're both Sony ambassadors for France, uh, which means their art gets exposed on uh, shows. So, for example, Photokina, the biggest photography show, and also on the French uh, photography shows, etc. So it's always fun to see uh, friends uh, have their work exposed whenever you're going somewhere uh, nowadays. So if you ever stumble upon their work, please give them a little shout out. Take a photo for them. <laughs> They might not see it otherwise. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. That will be kind. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Beatrice and Jeremy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your origin story? How did you get started? How did you fall into that world of wedding photography and photography in general and videography, Jeremy? Sorry. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. But it's best we're going to start because she started really earlier than me. So I Yeah, so I, I first studied photography because I have an older brother and he was uh, a photographer, but he has a studio. So I studied photography in his studio, but it was not really my kind of thing. So he just asked me if I wanted to follow him on a wedding and I... And yeah, it, it was so nice. So I started to do wedding photography and then specializing in, in weddings. And, and yeah, so I'm now a wedding photographer for 13 years, I think. She is really old in the business. <laughs> oh my God, really 13 years? But yeah, 13 years. I think, hold I think where you when you started. What? Sorry? Hold where you when you started, Beatrice. I think I was something like 20 Oh, yeah. because now you are 33. Yeah, so I'm 33, so yeah, I was 20. Oh, good. You started early. That's nice. Yeah. And so for Jeremy, you want to explain how you became a videographer? Yeah, and it's not it's not for four years now. And Five. It's my fifth year. Yeah, it's your fifth year. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I used to be an interior architect. I was drawing kitchen, you know. Oh, I was drawing and selling kitchens for a famous brand in, in France. And uh, we were together for five years. Yeah. And I saw you traveling, meeting people, talking to so many different people and traveling so much. So, and I, was really, I wasn't really happy with my job, you know, and I decided to quit everything suddenly. suddenly yeah. Yes. And suddenly quit my job and start, buy a camera and try to learn everything on YouTube. <laughs> and it was five years ago. 
Oh, wow. So wait, wait. That's going to be very interesting because a lot of people, I, I guess if you're listening right now, you might be in your car or whatever, and you always want to, how can I learn more? Uh, how can I really push myself? And how can I make it maybe full-time thing? T tell us, can you dig a little bit deeper into how you learn what was the most important thing uh, that you did that really got you to the level you are today, Jeremy? Yeah, so uh, like Beatrice said, she's a photographer, so, so she teach me a lot of things of the framing and grading and stuff like that. But, you know, in videography, you have to handle so many technical things. I know that you are learning videography and you are pretty good now. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a really good content on your YouTube channel. And so, yeah, and I was lacking of technical lessons. So I tried to, 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 to learn everything on YouTube because... You know, to be good in videography, it's just a shame, but you have to be good in techniques, first of all. And then if you handle the technique, you can try to tell your own story and to be more creative and forget your camera and stuff like that and pushing everything, pushing the limits of editing and stuff like that. So that's why I, how I started videography. On, oh, that's interesting what you, what you say. You, you, you think to be a good videographer, you need to really master the technique first versus... Yeah, because auto is not going to work on, for video. It's just going to look terrible now. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the level is so high now on YouTube. You, you, you know that when you play, you, mm -hmm. you, you press play on the video and it's just amazing. The cinematography, everything is just amazing. And You have to, to, to handle everything, to be good at everything. When you are making videos, it's framing, color grading, telling a good stories, audio. and the audio. So, yeah, <laughs> Beatrice, show me his answer. <laughs> the audio, too. Yeah, it's really important to, to have a good audio, too. So, yeah, there is a lot of stuff. Yeah, and especially if you're doing it for a client, you can't be like, okay, I'm going to upload that one. It's not my best, but it doesn't matter. Um, no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> the client's gonna be like, I want the best. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, what about you, Beatrice? What do you think got you really uh, to the next level in terms of photography? Was it learning with with someone else? Like I, you said, your cousin is that correct? No, my brother, my older. Oh, brother. brother. Yeah. Uh, actually, he he didn't tell me anything. We can see that about oh. photography. <laughs> yeah. He's really not a really a nice teacher, <laughs> so he, he, ju he just put the camera into my hands and said, "Okay, you you just have to play with your exposure and your aperture, and that's pretty much it." So, <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> good luck, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, and, and that's why I started my first weddings with him as a second shooter because I didn't know anything about weddings, um, about the schedules, the plannings, everything. And and about the camera too, so I had to learn by myself. Um, I also also read a lot of um, forums, <laughs> but but yeah, and Facebook groups asking questions, um, YouTube also. So yeah, I just I just take my camera and test what I can what I, what I can do, and and yeah, and I learned that that I was looking. At um, the beginning of Instagram, at other photographers, and um, I was trying to, I don't know, like, um, uh, like understand what what I like 
in the photos of the photographers I was looking for. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I learned that, like that. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you were analyzing what you personally like about images yeah. that you find inspiring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was looking for the light, for the framing, for everything. And I was like, okay, what, what's good in this photo? What is the thing uh, that I like these photos? And then I tried to do it again uh, when shooting by myself. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's it. That makes sense. That's, that's really good. I feel like... I just want to pause for a second and just reflect on the on the fact that imagine like it was 20 years ago, no internet. Uh, I mean, there was internet. Now I'm getting old, but <laughs> 25 <laughs> years ago, uh, no internet. And you wanted to become a photographer. There was like literally no other way than picking up a book or uh, going to work with other photographers and going to school. It's kind of crazy nowadays. Yeah, and that's why we have so many good photographers right now because thanks to internet, I think. Yeah, it really pushed the level on the good side, I think. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to pick up one of the questions straight away because I think it's going to apply uh, to the discussion we're having right now. So eduardo.smg on Instagram is asking, how do you pose people... And I want to add something on that one, because whether it's for you, Jeremy, for video, for you, Beatrice, for photos, I want to know how did you learn to post people and, and what's your philosophy around it right now? Well, we learn to post people just by testing. Um, and yeah, by, I don't know, I think, I, think, I think at first we used to do the same poses we used to see. Mm -hmm. and, and finally... Um, we try to test more and more poses. Like we used to, at first, we used to do like very, um, very posed photos. And then we started to add some movement because we thought that it was better for us to add movement. And it was really better for me for the videos. So, um, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, so, we need so how does it work? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna interrupt you just to yeah. give a little bit of context to whoever is listening. Are you guys next to each other when you're shooting, for example, a person or a couple, or are you taking turns? No, we, we are shooting together, and Beatrice is really good to um, uh, guide the couple how to pose. But sometimes I have to um, to make my own stuff too. So yeah. Beatrice begin to pose the couple, and I shoot with her. And we use the same focal lenses. We use 35 millimeters. So we are on okay. the same spot. <laughs> really yeah, we're on the same Yeah, line. same distance, same, same, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And because, you know, the our brand is the quirky, yeah. we, we can do everything like everyone, you know? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a part of our brand and we love to add, to add some movement, some fun, some uh, energy in our pose in photo and in video too. So... So, yeah, we had to, we had to find... We had to find some uh, nice, nice photos that were not that were not too strict, and yes. yeah, and was fun and exactly like like how we are in life. Yeah, and but it it has to to match with the couple too. So I'm used to be a, a commercial, so I pay a lot of attention to uh, the non-verbal language, you know. And yes. when, sometimes when you ask something to someone and. Of course, they hire you, hire us for our style, but if they don't feel comfortable, 
they don't tell us and you have to know if they are comfortable with it or not and so you have to see if you know there is some grimace <laughs> <laughs> yeah like frowning like people yeah. are like yeah. making weird expressions i see yeah. yeah and maybe step back a little bit or uh, open the eyes bigger and yeah you have to pay attention to that and to change right now the the pose because they're not comfortable with that and they say yeah yeah okay yeah let's do that and but they don't like it so got it that's really good when i used to work with with clients maybe uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm as good at, at reading people. I mean, I got better over time, but it, I think it takes a lot of time, very, very lot of time in practice. Uh, I was getting better, but I, I can clearly tell what you were talking about that, yes, uh, when you're asking people to do something, you easily see if it's going to work or not within yeah. the first few seconds. Yeah. So yeah, so so that's also why we add a lot. We added a lot of movements in our photos and our videos because it seems that people they feel they feel more comfortable with uh, movement photos instead yes. of like very posed things. You like you know the sentence we say make a hug. We don't say put your hand like this on her shoulder and take her. No, just make a hug. And so they are making a hug like they used to do. So. Oh, like instead of telling them, okay, put your hands here, you're going to tell yeah. them, hug each other, right? Yeah. Exactly. And oh, we, we tell them like, we want, we want a real hug, like no, no not a, a fake hug uh, uh, that looks pretty just for the photos or the videos. We, we just ask them to be real and to, to do a real hug. And then we handle the, the thing that it will be nice at the result. But yeah, so... we, we want natural things. Yeah, we that is great. Them, we use the sun. We pose them like would like the the light to be, mm -hmm. and then we give them some general advice. Yeah, do this or do that. And yeah, that's Got how it. we pose them. That's really good advice. I think it's great. I think it also helps you as a photographer or videographer to feel more comfortable because um, I've been in situations, and even the other day I went to a Sony event here in uh, Chicago, and you have models. And they, you know, they had set up like different studio, studio lights, etc., and like uh, parts where you could go and shoot models, but the models were really a little bit stiff just because mm. they don't know what to do. No one's telling them what to do. So they end up like playing with each other or whatever, and people take photos. But what I noticed is very, very, very few photographers would communicate with them, you know, it, it, yeah. it and it's for me, it's, I was just imagining being a model. And I'm like, oh, I would feel so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but okay. Beatrice, Beatrice uh, taught me something many years ago, and I try to use it uh, as much as possible. Is not to touch the couple. I don't talk about a professional model. I, I talk about our clients, and yeah. we never, almost never touch them. Touch them. Why you is know? that? Because we 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 felt that that maybe it could be a bit. Not aggressive, but kind In of intrusive. Intrusive, or um, maybe it's like you you don't know how to do. I will show you how to do that, and I will take your hand and show you how to do that. And it's not it's not a good sign, you know. It's not a good way to 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 do with yeah. our. I, th I think they they could be they could feel like like a child. Yes, uh, and, and that's great. Not, that's not. good advice. Yeah. I, I've. That's good advice. I, I, I plead guilty because 
I did show a few times clients in the past, um, mm -hmm. like how to do them something, but usually I would make a huge joke out of it because it just felt so weird for everyone. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> because sometimes it's difficult to express uh, even the movements, you know, even yeah. movements, you're like, okay, walk that way. And people don't get it. So what I prefer, and I think that joins what you say, whenever I was working with my wife, when she was helping me, I would, do it with my wife to show them. That's what we do too. Yeah. Oh, perfect. We do yeah. That too. Yeah. It's but when you're alone, you your yeah. When you're alone, uh, maybe you can hug your backpack and try to pretend <laughs> it's, it's someone. But it's it's a good one, and I think anyone should reflect on that. Uh, it just got me thinking that also maybe if you're touching uh, either of the couple during a session where you're trying to get them to be closer, it might actually you know change a little bit the chemistry where instead of being them together. Even if it builds up a little bit of the time, you might like reset it every time you touch them and make them feel like, oh, we are on the shoot again, you know, and not. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. good. And we, we try to be as close as possible as our couple. We know them a lot before the wedding, but we don't know if they are uh, tactile. Don't yeah. You say tactile. Yeah. Tactile. Oh. Yeah. Tactile. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes, you know, there are some people who don't like that. So we don't want to it, it's better not to try to, to frustrate them yeah just or just to check if they are or not so <laughs> yeah <laughs> makes sense i remember a couple telling me after the session um thank you i think we've never kissed that much in the whole in the past <laughs> <two> years <laughs> yeah it's a good moment we love that too i know i i went on the session myself i have wait that is a good question have you ever been on a couple session yourself? Um, Meaning as a couple? Yeah. yeah, we did twice. Yeah. Twice, yeah, I think. Yeah. How but... did you feel about it? Oh, oh my awkward. God. Awkward, yeah. <laughs> really? It was, yeah, it was awkward because, well, I think the first one we were like, Jeremy, I, I think you were not a videographer no, yet. It was the with, first uh, he's from the United States, Robert, Robert Gilles. No, the first one we was in the south of ah, France yeah, it was with a, friend, with a yeah. Canadian yeah. photographer and Jeremy was not <coughs> a videographer yet. So um, we felt very awkward and, and we were in the street. So people were looking at us. So we were not very comfortable. And and the second one uh, was, was with an American photographer. And I just started videography and yeah, the first year. Oh. Yeah, he was, he was your first year. And... And it was better because um, being a photographer and a videographer, we do understand what, what the photographer is asking. So it was better the second one. Yeah. But it was still it was still weird, but but it was better. <laughs> so we can we can definitely understand because we did we did those sessions, we can understand how our couples can feel. But yes. And uh, um, Beatrice just did a session alone with her a friend of her. Yeah. Uh, it's... It was, it was can, three weeks I, ago. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but yeah, um, it was about, more about the uh, self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was kind of a self-esteem You know, to, 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 to be a girl and to, 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 to deal with your body. Got it. Yeah, and, and that was very nice for me, even as a photographer, not only as a client, but as a photographer, because I can even more understand how a bride can feel on her D-Day uh, like uh, with, with, um, with people looking at her. And so I can be 
even a better photographer because yes. I, I used to be a client. So I, I now can can imagine how how she can feel or yeah. That's really good. I think it's great that we're digging so much into working with people because that's a big sh um, shady area. Not shady, but it's just a gray area for a lot of photographers. Um, mm -hmm. And I get a lot of messages around that where people don't know how to, even if even if you're shooting stranger in street photography, a lot of people don't know how to handle it or ask. Mm -hmm. And I always say, try to be as natural or as friendly as you can. And mm, even if okay. you, they don't accept you take photos, it doesn't matter. Just, just, just have a good time with that person, just as if someone was approaching you. And I, and like you said, I think um, one of my advice also is, is definitely if you want to shoot fashion or if you want to shoot portraits or weddings, go on the other side of the lens. Like literally ask friends and go on a session and see how different photographers will make you feel. Because there is such a big difference yeah. in, the, in how the photographers make you feel. Some are going to make you feel like you didn't even go on the photo shoot session. You were just having fun the whole time. And others going to make you feel really awkward. So you, you want to pinpoint why and experience it yourself to make sure you never replicate that with your own clients. Yeah, that's right. That's really good. Uh, have, yeah. you ever, have you ever had... Um, uh, a couple that was really difficult to work with where you uh, yeah what's, yeah what's the most difficult you've had <laughs> I, I have um anecdote yeah oh, sorry you have a story you have a little story yeah, story time let's go yeah it's story time <laughs> but it's really short it was last year and um you know sometimes uh the bride or the groom even the groom is a bit uh, bent you know yes yeah no, they are not really proud you know uh, they are not the the back is not really straight yeah and yeah, they're leaning a little bit forward yeah yeah thank you and um i'm used to say just um how can, how we... can i say that in english oh belly in butts tight something like yeah. that yeah and with that with that sentence you 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 stay straight you know you are proud and i say that to the bride on the wedding during the photo session and she said what's wrong with my belly and <laughs> she was yeah she and, was angry <laughs> and she was really angry again against me and i i think even now she hates me now <laughs> oh my I'm god sure. really yeah <laughs> because i really uh offense or I, I didn't mean it you know you i don't i didn't want to be rude or stuff like that i'm used to say that because my mom said that to me yeah so, <laughs> it's supposed to be a, a fun a funny way to yeah. just to tell them to to be straight yeah and to, to stand straight and and, and, I, uh, and this time it was not no, really it, nice it, it, it didn't work and i lost her i lost her and she didn't even listen to me after that sentences it was too late it was it was yeah i i, I apologize and i said no she she was wearing uh, in French, I don't know the, the size in English, but it's a 36. So, so she's, she's really... She's an excess, excess yeah. bride. Yeah, so she, she's I think 36 thin. is the same in English. It's, that's very small. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah, and so, but it was too late. So, yeah, sometimes you don't know how people can react to your... To your words. To your words. And yeah. so you have to to be a bit, uh, to be touchy, you know, to, to, to take <laughs> yeah. some gloves to say something sometimes. That's so, yeah, so, really hard. so you basically 
surfaced one of her biggest insecurity in just one word and then yeah. that's it you are done exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and that was at the beginning of the the photo session so oh wow you, you can you can imagine the the end of the session <laughs> she was Damn. only listening the photographer and not jeremy yeah. and oh, to, wow. to tell you we, we work with the 35 millimeter lens mm -hmm. all day long so we are really close to the couple we never use 50 or 85 or just a few a few yeah. shots yeah even for the couple session we shoot 35 so we are really close and so i took my uh 85 for the end of the session and stayed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 10 meters away and i say it's too late I, so yeah it oh, was wow. yeah it was a shame but yeah sometimes it, it happens yeah it, it happens it's, it's a good lesson time. yeah 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 it's a good lesson you 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 might not believe how many people have insecurities about stuff you think looks great on them you know yeah, um, yeah it's that that's pretty good that's that's a really good story uh so watch out for people's insecurity trying not to surface those you're here <laughs> to make them feel good yeah uh, but yeah. i mean everyone makes mistake at one point it's and that's okay that's okay yeah, you, yeah. you're not here <laughs> to fix people's insecurity yeah. yeah that's it's it's the same thing like you know i i have i try to ban some word uh when i guide someone it's like mm -hmm. be natural it means nothing just oh yeah be natural means nothing yes. so and or do like 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 i'm not there it means nothing too because you are there so don't <laughs> say it. it's it's um one of our friends told us it's easiest to say someone you know at the beginning of the session it will be awkward for you and for me too. Yeah. So we're gonna um, apprivoiser. Yeah, we, we're gonna uh, we're gonna feel more and more comfortable both of, of us, the couple and us during the session. But at first, it's awkward for everybody. So yeah. So yeah. We have. Yeah, there okay. is a there is a warm up time, huh? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. There is clearly a warm-up time, and it's good. I, I, I kind of did the same as you were. I would always brief my, my clients at the beginning, especially because I don't know how long your sessions are, but in Paris, I would do a lot of maybe one-hour couple sessions, just engagement, something like tourists coming to Paris. Really fun. Yeah. Uh, but it, one hour is not a long time to get warmed up. Uh, usually by the end of the session, that's when it starts. you start getting into more natural uh, yeah. vibes yeah. with the couple. So yeah. straight from the beginning, I would tell them, don't worry, everything's going to feel awkward. That's totally normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's why we always start our sessions with some basic, uh, simple shots and poses. Yeah. Um, so they can feel comfortable at first. And then we start to make some fun shots at the end of the session. Usually our first offer shots are not the best no. because, yeah, every, everybody is like, uh, searching for the best um, the best way to be the couple is trying to be um, is trying to have the best the best pose as possible and we're trying to find the best spot light and etc etc so the first shots are all are always not the best one yep. and so but our, our couple sessions especially during weddings that just last 20 minutes yeah, yeah. that's a lot of time we don't have a lot of time so we have to find the best shots yeah. fast <laughs> yeah that's well that and that's why people hire you because you're good at that <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> Thank you. that's awesome so yeah, I, I i heard what you said about lenses uh so
it uh, who was asking oh yeah Corey c on instagram Corey c underscore photo was asking besides camera what is the most essential piece of gear for you um i use so sony of course and mm -hmm. i have two a9 with the 35 millimeters and the 85 but the most essential essential one is uh, yeah but i use i mean i mean 90 of the time even i can say 99 of the time i use the 35 really yeah. what, what do you like so much about it tell me tell me more why because i think yeah people think that the 50 is the one that is the um, closest. Oh, the close the closest to the eye It's but actually, it's it's not the 35. Uh, I think it's better to see and to get what what I see with the 35 exactly what I see. Mm -hmm. So I like the 35 a lot. Got it. Makes sense. And how how would you be, for example, during like the ceremony where they're going to kiss? Would you be like close, or would you actually take that 85 um, at that at those moments? Sometimes, uh, if I can, I do both. I mean, if I can, Good I book. have I have one that is close to the couple at 35. And if I still have time, I just make a few steps away and then shoot the, the, the 85. So I have a, a close-up close shot. Uh, but yeah, I use both if I Got can. It. But at first, I prefer to use the 35. That's really interesting that you shoot so much. So yeah, my mm, yeah. so no zoom ever. Never. Never. I know that show. Your best, your best lens. It's <laughs> never 1635, I think. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. The, the one you use the most for you. Yeah. Yeah. 1635 to eight. Yeah. We, so, we yeah. don't use that. Yeah. I think I, I used to. I used but if to, I'm. Yeah. But no, no. The, go ahead. No, I, I was about to say I used to. I used to have the four to twenty-four to seventy uh, at the beginning. Yeah. But the thing is, this lens makes me lazy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I have this tendency to like during weddings, we especially the morning in the getting ready part, we often are in small rooms and using the 24-70. Most of the time you're in the corner of the room and you should always the same uh, the same point of view with the 20, 24, mm -hmm. then the 50, then the 70. But it's always the same point of view. You know what I mean? Yes, it can. It, it, yeah, it, it makes you lazy and using the 35 makes you move more. So to turn around, to turn around, uh, making, uh, I don't know, shots from the bottom, shots from the top, uh, moving from left to right. I mean, I move a lot with the 35 and and I don't with a zoom lens. So that's why I use only prime lenses. That's awesome. So if you want to work out, use prime lenses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts. So we're going a bit nerd here, but okay. So I see what you mean by being lazy. I, I want to not defend myself, but I just want to point out that when I used to shoot with my Nikon and just shoot and just shoot photography, my 35 millimeter would be on. 80, 70, 80% of the time on the camera. Yeah. The other lens I would use would be a 70-200 because I didn't have an 85. I would have a 70-200, like really to bring out a lot of compression. If you shoot in Paris and you want the Eiffel Tower like to really be compressed, that's a good yeah. way. Uh, but yeah, 35mm 1.4 has always been one of my go-to lens. The 16mm to 35, back in the days, I would barely use it. It was a 
F F4, I wouldn't use it that much. The reason I'm using it all the time now is when I started the War Tour, I had to make a, a gear choice. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't take with me four lenses. You know, I couldn't take a two long zoom, uh, a long zoom plus a wide plus uh, two prime. So I decided to go with the 1635-28 and the 70-200-28 because that was the most versatile. Yeah. And when I shoot the videos, I need that 16 yeah. millimeter. Yeah. And you do a lot of it's... landscape shots too, so. Yeah, uh, but then, then the cool thing is I got the 2414 lately and I really love that lens. So if you want to move even more, guys, I highly challenge you to go at 16 or 24 millimeter. Yeah. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen your video on YouTube with you when you shoot only with, with a 24. It was a really good video too on YouTube. Yeah. But, yeah i did a seven day challenge yeah. with that and oh my god i was so afraid of it <laughs> oh you, you 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 did it it no it's cool yeah but like I, I was really afraid of it because suddenly it goes into and maybe you you would feel the same i think during a wedding uh from my wedding experience where if you would shoot at just 24 um you would feel like you're snapping with your phone yeah just the area yeah. And you really have to get close and find new angles, like really use framing to find something interesting because otherwise it just ends up very, very plain. And if, if the area doesn't look really good, you know, where you don't have like a very clean background, et cetera, it just looks very messy. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, for me, it was, yeah, for me, it was a very difficult exercise, but I love doing that. Yeah. But actually, sometimes you, uh, Jeremy, you use... 24 for the dance floor part. I use the 20, 20, yeah, the 24, yeah. Yeah. So most of the time, Jeremy, oh, yeah. Jeremy dance also floor. uses the, the 35, except for the dance floor part. Because, yeah, the most of the time, it's, it's I mean, there are a lot of people and yeah. you have to be very close. So uh, the 24 you, you, is better. You, you can shoot the dance floor with the 50 or the 85, but you don't have, you don't feel the same energy, you know, when you shoot from yeah. far away. But when you are really close, yeah, it's more powerful for me, and so I prefer to shoot twenty-four for all the dance floor party. Yeah, yeah, you you feel like you're in the action. Exactly. You know, it yep. it's it it really brings the viewer in when you're shooting wide. Uh, you can tell that, guys. Pay attention next time when you're watching a movie. Uh, there are a lot of scenes they shoot really wide, uh, maybe low to the ground, and it gives you a completely different feeling. It gives mm -hmm. you the feeling of being there versus looking at the scene exactly. it feels like you're inside it yeah yeah that's that's a really good one yeah so it's interesting a, i want to pick uh, up a 85 millimeter yeah and there is a full um uh, tv show if you want to sew it it's a handmade tales and made tales yeah uh, it's a uh, it's a woman who shot this um tv show and it shot only with a 24 millimeters so you have to so you have to oh. yeah, yeah you have to yeah. watch it that's interesting yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's all I'm going to check that out. <laughs> so um, now here's a question. Can you tell the difference if you look at different photographers? Can you tell which ones are shooting with a 24 with a fixed lens and which ones are using zooms? Can you like tell quickly or not? Yeah, mm, yeah I think, yeah, we can tell. Your, your best friend, Beatrice, shot only, Chloe, yeah. shot only with a 2470. And the seventy two hundred. Yeah. And when I when I look at her photo, I can I can see it uh, at first because uh, twenty four seventy is two point eight, 
And, yeah. and so she 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 always shots at uh, maybe three or four. I think you are, you are, you you don't have the the same depth of field. So yeah. So I think we can see mm -hmm. like that, like with uh, with the depth of field, and yeah, I think we can see it. Most I, I mean most of the of the photographers I know and use um, prime lenses. They use it at between one point four and two. Got it. So yeah, I think we can we can see it like that. Interesting. I have a question that is completely personal. What do you have? You tried the eighty-four one, eighty-five one eight from Sony because I know you shoot with the eighty-five one four, right? Yeah. And uh, no, I never use it, but it seems to be good. Yeah, it seems to be a, a pretty good lens and very cheap. I think. Okay. Yeah, compared to the one point four. Yeah. I think the, the that's great. I should call Sony and be like, I'm gonna go on the 8518 challenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Seven days. Go for it. <laughs> and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, because suddenly, hey guys, we're gonna go shoot landscape. Great. I don't need to hike. I can be very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you will have yeah, to shoot but outside if you are inside only with. But yeah, there is a wedding videographer who shoot mainly with the 85. It's uh, Philip White. It's yeah. from UK, and yeah, it's really cinematic when you use the 85. But sometimes it, yeah, it must be so hard when yeah. you are in a small room to shoot 85. But yeah. he, he he did it. Yeah. He do it. He, he does it. No worries for anyone listening who is a, a grammar teacher in English. <laughs> please don't quit. <laughs> I'm French, so I'm don't. sorry. I'm sorry to be French. <laughs> Come teach us in France. We need help. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Guys, I'm going to ask you just one last question. And I think it's, uh, it's more around conceptual shoots. Do you, do you organize conceptual shoots? And, and let's say over a whole year, how many shoots are you going to shoot just for yourself, photo shoots, uh, maybe to become better or try a different concept or just for your portfolio? And how many are going to be? What's the ratio between paid clients and just for yourself? Uh, I think paid clients, they represent, I think, 99% of our shoots. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, But last year, you only did once for yeah. you. And it's important. Uh, maybe if, if I can, you can give this advice. But um, if you once a year, you have to make one personal project just to do what you want and don't, don't, do not have the pressure of the client. So, yeah. Well, uh, in my in my dreams, I would like to make I don't know maybe three or four per year, but actually it's not possible. So last yeah. year I just did one. Yeah, we need to have money. Uh, we, we work a lot. Too yeah, much maybe. Yeah, we work yeah. a lot, and and the thing is, it's always summer somewhere. So we we try we tr we try to work during summer in France, but we're also working like everywhere. <laughs> And even on winter, it's supposed to be season off, but actually for us, it's not. We we still we're still we're still working and traveling during winter in France. So, yeah, I just did one last last year, and and I think it was in Lanzarote, like uh, like you, uh, Pierre. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Lanzarote. Yeah, you guys totally you guys totally inspired me to go because I had been to Lanzarote. And I didn't take much many pictures. And then I saw your pictures again. And it just reminded me of the whole area that I had forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I have to go back again. <laughs> it's it's really photogenic over yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the thing is, for this, for this show, Jeremy was not there. 
and we regret it a bit. So no, no I, 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 didn't, I, I don't, because we work 90% of the year together as a couple. And so we do everything yeah. together. And I know that she and I too need sometimes to work alone to make my own project and to have my own success, you know, and my own defeat, defeat yes. too. Sometimes it doesn't work, and but you have to do something alone just to, yeah, to 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 do it alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. So I, it was good for you to just to go there alone and shoot this couple. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you guys will go back to Lanzarote. Maybe I'll join you. Let's do that. Let's do that. Deal. <laughs> let's do that there you go you need another conceptual shoot let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely we can do that no that's good um yeah i was asking that uh give a little bit of context to everyone as to uh what part really pushes our creativity and i i know when you work with clients uh maybe you're able to do 90 like according to the rule keep a little maybe 10 20 to be a little bit more try a little try a few things when you've really secured the good shots, then you can try stuff that are a bit more risky with your mm -hmm. clients. But um, even from what I'm doing right now, where it's like, I, I kind of shifted almost everything towards social media. I do work a little bit, uh, I, I still work with, with a, a few clients, but it's, it's reduced compared to what I used to do. For example, I don't work with individual clients anymore at all only with friends or other like um, people in the industry who, who want help that we mutually help. But I don't work with individual clients anymore. And even though I work with companies that you might pitch on ideas, etc., I feel like it's really important to have own projects where we can try to express without any constraint. You know, no one's going to judge you. It doesn't matter if it works or not. Uh, maybe it's going to look like crap. No one cares. You, you just have ideas you want to check off and try out yeah and it's it's very it's very important i mean you sometimes just need to uh like to see if you're able to do something else and especially for us uh, during weddings uh even if if all the weddings are different we're still doing weddings so so yeah we have our basics and and those personal projects they're just there to prove to ourselves we are able to do something else we are still able to be creative and that's why it's important to do like <laughs> two or three a year yeah yeah i think it's essential yeah. agreed that's awesome guys i'm not going to take much more of your time because we've been chatting a lot and i think it's been very helpful i'm gonna let people check you out uh on internet what is where can they find you um, on Instagram, of course, it's uh, Beatrice uh, underscore the quickie and Jeremy, it's G-E-R-E-M-I-E -E underscore the quirky. And I have a, a YouTube channel, but it's, it's in French. So, and there is the Vimeo and there is our website, which is the-quirky.com. Cool. So everyone go check out their work. And guys, do you have a little creative exercise or recommendations for anyone who is uh, uninspired this week what what would you suggest them to do what 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 would you want them to shoot to really get out and uh, and try something a little bit different get a little bit creative uh, maybe if you are like you in chicago during winter with a lot of snow uh, maybe just take your camera and try to play with the white color it could be nice 
because mm-hmm. we, we shoot a lot at uh, sun, sunset or sunrise. So we have those gold lights. Yeah. And I think it could be very nice to like to try to shoot with no color <laughs> or almost no color. So yeah, maybe it could yeah. be nice to play with white. That's a great idea. It gets very monotones yeah. and uh, and I, I think it's it's a good uh, good effect. It. Very good. I love it. Everyone try that. Yeah, yeah to play with white. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so thank much, you. guys. Jeremy, Beatrice, thank you so much for taking the time and being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you yeah, too, it, too. Was, it was very nice talking with you. You Have a you great too. day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening thus far on the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed that episode. If you did, if you got any value out of it, please make sure you share it. And if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the world to me, guys. I'm trying to blow up the podcast this year, so let's do it together. Let's share it with each other. This is how it can grow. So thank you so much for your support. If you listen, if you've got any tips or if there is anything that struck you, please make sure you uh, share it with me on Instagram or on Twitter at Pieti Lambert. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what was just shared. So with that being said, have an amazing day. Get out there, go shoot, try something different, try something new. I'll see you, talk to you, listen, hear something in the next episode. Bye.